You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast for entrepreneurs who are chronically ill or disabled. This is our flagship episode, episode one. We're so excited to be here. I'm Hillary Jastrom, and we are hosting a magnificent friend of mine today. He is a marvel in the entrepreneurial world, a Marine, a father of twin boys. So, you know, we got to hold him up. And he is the managing partner of Husky Tiger Studios. It's an art studio. Um, they do a lot of animation, uh, some book covers and things of that nature, just some really cool stuff. So I'm super stoked to have him on today on our very first episode. Let's welcome Adam Johnson. Hi, Adam. Hi, Hillary. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here and talking to us today on Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast for sick and disabled entrepreneurs. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. This is our uh, maiden voyage. and uh, oh, I'm, wonderful. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you. Um, you and I have shared a lot of stories and information and been friends for a while, so this is really exciting to let everybody else hear your story and all of your inspiration and everything that you're up to. Um, yeah, sure. That's, uh, that's why I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind when I think of you and what kind of lays the foundation for all your strength is that you are the father of twins and, uh, they just recently turned 13. So uh, yes, I'm, they did yesterday. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday, guys. Um, I'm guessing that probably primed you a little bit to run your own business and just, you know, be the consummate badass that you are. Um, yeah, that's a lot of my reason. Um, everybody, I think, has to find a reason to want to do something. And uh, Part of what got me back into gear after I was injured and uh, retired from Marines was wanting to be able to set example for my kids and not have them see me growing up as uh, a leech or you know just not being a productive member of society. Um, it's not the example I wanted to set for them. So that was a big part of finding a way to be productive even when people said I couldn't. Yeah. So these boys are your why, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's get into your background. You are a former Marine. And how long were you serving? Um, I served for 14 years in one day. Uh, oh. I, yeah, I did several tours uh, of duty. Uh, fortunately, it was never a uh, quote unquote combat Marine. Uh, but I worked in law enforcement and corrections for the vast majority of my career. And uh, my injuries, unfortunately, prevented me from being able to continue to serve in the Marines. Or that's probably where I would still be. So, and what you've shared with me is that the beginning of going into being a Marine was actually fraught with some challenges in and of itself. And then coming out, of being a Marine was traumatic as well. But let's travel back in time a little bit and talk about the beginning. You had a, 
a very significant tragedy that occurred well, before you joined. Actually, Is that, that, right? that, that tragedy occurred after I'd already enlisted. I, uh, I'm from a very small town in Indiana. And my junior high school, I decided, you know, I wasn't wasn't ready for college, didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to stay where I was. And I joined the Marines uh, a year before I graduated high school. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, the day after I graduated high school, uh, my my father passed away in a car accident. And then 28 days later, I was on a plane and uh, going to train at Paris Island. So I think uh, challenges and tragedies and those things are the catalysts for change if we allow them to be. Absolutely. So it just can move you beyond even where you started from when you yeah. experience that that tragedy. Um, and so you were in the Marines for a long time and um, you actually wound up running prisoner services, which is absolutely fascinating to me because I'm kind of an investigation discovery addict a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> So what, what was that like? What, what kind of, um, what, what did your well, day look like? My, my basic duties, uh, it was a small, uh, a smaller facility. It wasn't one of our regional correctional facilities. And like we have in the military where we have long-term prisoners, our prisoners stayed up to a year or were pre-trial. And, uh, it was interesting. It really was getting to see the, uh, different aspects of, the daily lives of a prisoner or just in general. But my main responsibilities were uh, making sure religious programs were accomplished as they should be, uh, making sure prisoners received the counseling and support uh, for transition back into civilian life and post-confinement life in general. And uh, just to basically make sure the functions, even though our medical stuff was under prisoner services, so we basically make sure their lifestyle wasn't uh, cruel or unusual. So wow, I'm hearing a lot of badassery. That's just that whole <laughs> everything you just said was like I was a huge badass. That's amazing. Uh, just, just doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> said so. You just said so humbly as a marine. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Um. So you're in for a while, and but then you had to retire. And I, I did. It was a culmination of uh, different issues that I had basically ignored throughout my career, so that I could progress. And uh, injuries that I had accumulated, not sought proper treatment for, or not been able to because of my schedule. Uh, mm -hmm. And once that stuff caught up with me, it became incredibly hard to function uh not just as a marine but as a parent as a person yeah. uh and in 2013 i was transferred to wounded warrior battalion uh for treatment and to uh to see if i could continue to serve and unfortunately they deemed that i was not able to and now i'm retired <laughs> you're retired um, and uh, yeah, they medically retired me from the Marines, uh, and that was a tough one. 
because uh, when you've done something your entire adult life and that is your identity and then that's gone all of a sudden um, due to no fault of your own really it's a it's a tough challenge to accept and to uh, figure out where to go from there and I did that for a long time I, I struggled and it it cost me a lot personally professionally and uh, uh, just in general and once I was able to you know, find my why and realize that it wasn't just, it wasn't me that was broken. It was my attitude. Um, and that even though there are bad things that happen to us, it's how we react to them. And um, basically how many times we get up after we're knocked down that matters. Absolutely. So do you, how did you get through? If I, if if you were given advice to another entrepreneur, somebody who is maybe recently diagnosed or who's finding that they've lost their job uh, due to their condition, a disease, um, or a disability, even chronic pain, um, what advice do you have for them that you really learned and, and illuminated from you as you went through this situation? What advice would you give them? Um finding the balance because even even before I was a marine and that's a lot what led to some of my issues not all of them but some of my medical issues was the fact that I didn't have a balance I would go and go and go until I collapsed and then get back up and do it again um and especially when you have a medical condition or a disability of any sort um you have to be cognizant of what is going on inside your body and, and around you and whether or not you are going to be able to physically, mentally, and emotionally handle what you're about to do. So yeah. I make sure I work in uh, rest time for me now, even though, as we both know, running a business is pretty much a 24-hour operation. Uh, but I surround myself with people that understand, that support. My business partner is a wonderful individual, and we actually keep an eye on each other. Uh, to make sure we're not pushing ourselves past our limits. Um, and that's a really, really hard thing to do because as much as you want to succeed, you have to realize that if you push it too hard and end up in the hospital for a month or a week or whatever, you're actually doing more harm to your business than you are for taking a day of rest or six hours or whatever you need to just gather yourself and get done what needs to be done. That's very true. I think as um, injured, disabled, and uh, chronically ill entrepreneurs, or even, and I, and I want to expand this definition to include entrepreneurs who may find themselves out of commission for a time uh, due to treatment, for example, uh, but uh, then yeah. they get you know right back on the horse again. But it's all about the reshifting of the priorities. Um, so your life is totally different now. And let's talk about your baby, your baby being Husky Tiger Studios. You're the managing partner. And let's just talk about how much joy that's brought you. I'm sure your life is completely surprising in this way from where you thought it was going to go. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, what you're doing and, and what you specialize in? Of course, yeah. Uh, actually, Husky Tiger Studio started... Oh, man. Uh, in 2012, in my garage in Camp Pendleton, yeah. uh, would probably be the first iteration of our studio. 
Um, it was a basically a fortuitous meeting with a comic book artist that I ended up becoming very good friends with. And we started working on stuff together in my garage and going to comic cons and do what we needed to do. And, um, you know, things got difficult, uh, because I was going through my injuries and stuff at the time and we had to take a step back. And once I got my stuff back together, we, uh, opened up space down here in, Alamo City or uh, Alamo City Studios, which is in San Antonio, Texas. Um, fabulous, fabulous facility and wonderful collaborative environment, which is again important when you're doing anything creative. But we focus on our own intellectual property. We have a series in pre production right now that we did a soft launch for at Alamo City Comic Con. Um, it's called Slug. And our basic focus is our own intellectual properties, but we do contract outside clients for books, um, cover art, album covers, basically any digital media needs in 2D or 3D uh, for your own IPs or your own companies. And that's how we've been funding our own intellectual property. So, two and oops, sorry, go oh, go no, ahead, I not, cut you off. <laughs> yeah, and if you had asked me five years ago where I would be today, I would mm -hmm. not have told you here. I would have told you I was going to, I would have been a warrant officer or a senior staff NCO in the Marines. And, you know, who knows? Uh, Cause I was, I was going to do 20 or more. And uh, it doesn't work like that sometimes, but I, you try to make one of the things that I've had to realize is it's the painful and the tragic that give our good moments value. If everything was all happy all the time, it wouldn't mean anything. That's very true. That's very true. So that that has helped me to realize that okay, this sucks, but this makes this feel much this this much better. Yeah. Um, in my own story, I have had to get very honest with myself too and say, well, who am I to think that an injury or an illness is not going to befall me? Because what? I'm a deity. I'm you know, <laughs> I'm immune yeah. to that. We all have something. We all have struggles. And, um, you know, I think it's really important that we tell our stories. Stories have a healing component to them. But I want to go back to something you said, which I think is really interesting, because you were on such a different path. And it's not like you found a, a similar path that you could go down where it makes sense to say, yep, you know, this is where. It's it's um in almost a yeah, lateral no. move to some degree. Like you literally went to the polar opposite, managing prison <laughs> services to working in this amazing creative environment. So have you always been creative? I've always enjoyed writing and uh, music and uh, creative aspects. I was in theater in high school, and I actually just finished uh, a screening last night for the 48-hour film project for San Antonio that we were uh, some members of our team were in, including me uh, and my boys were all in it. And we did oh. the screening for that last night. But it's, it's funny that you say that because uh, even though it's a polar opposite kind of environment, you know, go from prison to an art studio, it's, yeah, it's a lot different. But yeah. I've been able to uh, capitalize on my experiences and my professional expertise with law enforcement corrections in general 
to help some of our more creative, other creative teams in the area who are doing film or uh, a story. And I actually help uh, narrate the, the parts that are law enforcement related so that they're believable for television or, uh, or books or anything like that. And so that's one of those services that I provide on my side of the house as the writing component of Husky Tiger Studio. Okay. All um, this time that I have spoken to you and you've never told me that you do that cool ass thing. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it actually, that was a, that was another uh, kind of serendipitous moment. Um, the, I work in, uh, our studio is housed inside Alamo City Studios where they host the 48 hour film festival uh, our 48 hour film project. And one of the individuals that I know, uh, his name's Ulysses, wonderful writer and director, uh, Ulysses Aldridge. Uh, he asked me and we were talking and I said, yeah, sure. I'll come help you out with whatever you get. And the way they do those film projects is you get a team together and you all meet in a big group. All your teams meet and each team draws a genre and a, uh, and then you're given a character that has to be in the film and everybody's film and a prop that has to be in everybody's film. Well, we happen to pull Detective Cop. And so it ended up with me being a little more than just a, a consulting figure. They, they uh, placed me as the lead in the film project and it went really well. Oh, that's amazing. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, why not use my experience in some way if I still can? It's a matter of adapting. Uh, the Marines have a saying, it's adapt, improvise, and overcome. And that's definitely what you're living right now. Oh. And that's definitely what you applied yourself to do. And so let's talk about your first steps out of the gate as an entrepreneur. You're coming out of that darkness. And I, I hear you. When you have that control taken away and you're not able to do what you think you were supposed to do, the path that you were supposed to be on. You've done everything right. You're on that path. And then all of a sudden you find out this is not the path I'm supposed to be on. So when that happens, absolutely, there are some mistakes that are made. And then there are some great discoveries that happen too. Can you talk about the pit and the peak of becoming an entrepreneur and what you can what you can let other people in as far as your lessons that you learn, what you would do again, what you would never do again. We all have those stories, don't we? Um, we do, but I'm, I'm more of the philosophy. I, I, I don't like to, I, I learn from my mistakes, but I don't live them. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, because even the mistakes we made put us in the place we are, made us the people we are. Um, you know, I mean, if my, if my father hadn't died the day after I graduated high school, I may have come back after my first four years and you can't play those kind of games and those kind of games, the, what if I'd done this or why is this going this way and beating yourself up because you made a mistake will waste more time and energy than just changing direction and fixing what you need to fix to make your business successful. 100% agree with you on that. I think a lot of people see their businesses as their baby and it is your baby it is uh it, you develop a very yep. close emotional attachment to it but they're the but best you got to be able way. to let your baby grow up and run too 
You do. And you got to let your baby fall down. And we can't, you know, sit there and recriminate ourselves over and over again. We just have to say, well, all right, this is a change of direction. Like you said, Um, I think that's some of the best advice that I would give anybody is. When you're faced with a challenge, you have two options. You can stop or you can pivot. Absolutely. And not to take it personally. We all make mistakes. It's not a reflection that suddenly, um, you know, you're unable to handle this particular piece of business or your skill set is suffering or you're you're underqualified or you bit off too much or whatever the case is. It doesn't mean any of that. Sometimes it's all circumstantial. Sometimes we don't have any control over what happens. And all we can do, like you said, is react. Um, So. Let's talk about some of your highlights this year. Um, You talked about Comic-Con and just really, to me, watching you has been like watching, it's been like watching a bud unfold. You know, the more that I learn about what you're doing and I see what you're doing with your boys because you, you bring them with you and you're just really immersing yourself in so much joy and creativity. What are some of the highlights of your year? Um, definitely, uh, we did a play test for one of our new games at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, with the Antarctic Press booth, uh, and that was amazing. The reaction for the, uh, Gold Digger, uh, Infinite Rush Peebo was really awesome. Um, and then just the overwhelming, uh, response we got. We took 20 prints of an unknown intellectual property to Alamo City Comic Con basically on a whim. I called my partner uh, and we've been working on stuff and I said, hey, Comic Con's coming. You need to be out here. We need to get you out here when you find a way. We're just going to do it and and see what happens. And we did it. We sold out our prints in two days and wow. we already have cosplayers and stuff asking to uh, get turnarounds and things like that for the characters we're creating. And we haven't even put out a devlog or anything yet. Sorry, this are is you solely on the the quality of the, his artistic skill? Are you a little so. hesitant to advertise? Like the um, floodgates are going to open, and then well, not just that the floodgates are going to open. We're we want it right before we launch it. So this was we like stuck our finger in the water, see how the reaction was, and it was really really good. So we just jumped in. Oh, that's fabulous. So a couple questions now for you about being a Marine. Okay. Your day is is very different now. Um, Did you, did you take with you any of those habits? So (laughs) up at 5 a.m. and, you know. uh, Yeah, actually, I find, I find it hard to sleep after six o'clock. I mean, sometimes if I'm up till three or four in the morning, I, 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 part of my challenges are sleep issues anyway. Um, but being able to regimen a strict schedule for myself has been incredibly important. And that's a skill I learned. Time management was a skill that was definitely instilled in us in the Marine Corps. We had to be everywhere 15 minutes before 15 minutes. Huh, yeah. And, uh, that, and just the, and I don't even know if it's necessarily a, a Marine trait. I mean, I know most of us possess it, but it's, it's really up to the individual but just the drive to say, okay, no, I'm not done. Yeah. And there's actually, uh, you know, I, I'm glad I chose to do what I did uh, because recently uh, we actually found out last week that uh, 
one of my sons is now facing a, a medical condition that's going to change his ability to play football this year. Maybe not forever, but this year. Mm-hmm. And it was a really difficult for him. But I think that him seeing me face that challenges that I faced and kind of come out on top anyway, even though I'm, you know, I'm never going to be the same as I was before I was hurt. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm less or broken or different. You just have to find an ability. So his, his fix to not being able to play football was to still continue to be able to support the team. And he's going to work as the team manager this year and do what he needs to do to help and continue to grow in his you know, in the sport he cares about. And if he can play again later, great. If he can't, we'll find something else. Oh, I love that. I love just, that. Yeah. The modeling you've provided for him. That's, that's huge. And I've done that with my own kids too. It's interesting because we can talk and talk and talk and tell them what we think they should do and what the decision They don't pay attention be. to what we say. They pay no. attention to what we do. Absolutely. They see you getting up again. They see you getting up again. They see the positive attitude. They see just, you know, the ability to be optimistic. Um, so I think that's amazing. And I wish him all the best, too, Colin. I wish you all the yeah, best. Yeah. I know you're going to get it, buddy. You really are. That's a fantastic early adoptive attitude to take in life. It's so hard for kids to do that. So it's super impressive that he's been able to do that. I think that's phenomenal. Well, uh, there, there are going to be more challenges, I'm sure, but he's handling it. Uh, a lot better than I would have at that age. Isn't it interesting that we can look back and see that too? That oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, what are your goals for yourself and Husky Tiger for the future? Well, we have our production schedule mapped out to 2022, and we're always looking for new clients and artists. Um, if you are an artist who's interested in working with our studio, you can always email operations at huskytigerstudio.com and send us your portfolio. And what we do with those portfolios is we hold on to them. And when we have an outside client that requires work that's not necessarily in our wheelhouse or our artistic style, we show them the, the portfolios we have. And then we contract those artists for our client to, uh, to complete their project. And that allows us a little more flexibility and time to work on our own IPs while still providing our clients what they need. That's a good process. So you've spent some time defining that process and uh, making that was a huge one for us and and is for anybody because laying the foundation for your company, whether you're going to be a sole proprietorship or an LLC or uh, you know a full blown Google corporation, whatever you're going to be, there has to be a framework and a foundation there. You need to make sure your business licenses are in order and your operation, your permits, your permits to operate and your insurance is in place. And cause that's actually something I saw a lot. One of the things I did when I retired, I picked up uh, commercial insurance because I could do it from home. I could be there for my kids. I can do the stuff mostly in bed if I needed to mm-hmm. or from a hospital room or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, and it was a way for me to help fund the studio as well. So, is there talking about working from bed and working in pajamas and all of that stuff? Do you think there's a negative connotation surrounding that with entrepreneurs that we're all kind of hiding 
how bad our condition is or how difficult it really is. And I mean, I personally do. So the Every, second everybody the, does. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the same mentality as when you walk up to a friend and say, how are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm fine. And they might be six months behind on their rent and their wife just left them or a family member. Just, you know, nobody wants to show somebody else how much pain they're in or how hard they're struggling because that is admitting vulnerability. Absolutely. And, that's and a- that, that gets down to your flight or flight response and being actually being able to be open and vulnerable with somebody is a very big challenge. And I always try to be as honest as possible with my clients. Um, yeah. I work the time in to make sure that if I have an episode or something, there's a backup plan. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, that, I, that's essential. And call that out. Let's just really call that out. If you're working for yourself right now and you're having a hard time defining that work-life balance, you do need to make sure you have a plan B built into your plan A. Each day, especially as a chronically ill and disabled entrepreneur, looks different. It's not Monday through Friday is not going to look the same. You have no idea what a flare or a trigger is going to be. So it's really important. Um, I think, too, that developing trust with your team members is super important. That's something that can take a little bit of time uh, until you find the right person that you feel comfortable handing off tasks to and being really open and vulnerable about, hey, this is how I'm feeling I can't do this right now. Yeah. Yep. I can't do this right now. And it's so scary to be able to say that because we have this perception of ourselves that if I say I can't do this right now, it's a defeatist attitude. But it's almost like uh, it's a meme I'm seeing lately. I'm a big, um, big proponent of listening to the messages that just show up in our lives. And the meme is rest, don't stop. So if you kind of frame it, in that manner of, I need to rest right now. And that's just part of my life. It's part of my yeah. life. And it doesn't mean I'm stopping, I'm just resting. You're just changing the parameters, uh, altering your guidelines to make the outcome still achievable. Absolutely. And as a chronically pained entrepreneur, I think that's something that uh, you've done very well. You've changed the parameters and coming on here today and talking to people and letting them know that it's okay, I think is really, uh, it's really courageous of you to do that. I'm so honored to have you on our first maiden voyage and uh, to share your story. I really appreciate it, Adam. Um, you've been a great guest. Oh, I'm to. Yeah. Is there any, do you have any lasting, uh, lasting, how about any last thoughts for anybody listening? Um. Well, I mean, there's there's one piece of advice that my grandpa gave me that, I mean, he was an old army vet uh, from Vietnam, and he told me this, but I was probably 10 or 11, and it's a little vulgar, but it <laughs> just personifies, one, who my grandpa was, two, the, the attitude I've adopted about life. And that is, if they don't feed you, F you, or pay you, their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. And, that, you know, and I used to think, well, you know, uh, feed me. but uh, And I, I started taking feed me to mean even your, you know, feed your needs, not just food, 
you know, the emotional, the mental needs you have, whatever. Surround yourself with people who are doing the things you want to do. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to pull the plug on those people who are toxic. Exactly. And they don't, don't, you don't have to even have a long conversation about it. You can just say, you know, this is not fulfilling my need and it's not good for me. And so, you know, I'm outy. You don't, it doesn't, you know, and I think people get very. The only only explanation you owe to anybody is yourself. Absolutely. Yep. You have a lot of, um, I feel like, uh, I feel you're kind of like a meme maker today. (laughs) Trash can wisdom. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's great. I'm so glad you came on today. Thank you so much for supporting. Yes. Yes. And supporting our mission. Um, it's so important to spread the word. We are excited because we're the only organization out here just for chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and hoping that as you and I struggled, that we can provide that support to people who need it the most right now. Those that special demographic of entrepreneurs who are fighting the good fight every single day. Yeah. It provides a lot of, uh, adaptability being your own boss provides the adaptability that I needed to be able to function. Um, the workforce is not set up for chronically ill injured people, whether they do the handicap via, you know, the, the Americans with disability act and stuff in the, in the office environment, people can try and be as understanding as they want, but it's just, our workforce is not set up for chronically injured and ill people. No, and even if they do meet those guidelines, you may still have a condition that doesn't allow you to work in that capacity. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay yeah. to say this is hard. This is hard. And it's and it's maybe not serving my best interest because it's enervating. It's draining my energy. So mm-hmm. it's it's, imp- it's normal as a matter of perspective. Absolutely. I don't think there is such a thing as normal. I th- think normal quote unquote is just so individual to each person and people are so comfortable with labels but it's all about your joy and your bliss and uh, I call myself a reluctant entrepreneur because uh, I grew up in a situation where I watched my dad fail and fail and fail and fail and fail many many entrepreneurial ventures so when it came down to you do not have a choice but to work on your own it was absolutely terrifying and it's been such a delightful surprise to see that when you go into entrepreneurship you can actually empower yourself you yeah yeah, it's a gift absolutely okay well so glad that you were on again and um let's give a little shout out with your contact details so everybody knows how to get in touch with you artists uh, or clients Whomever. Artists and clients can op, uh, can get a hold of me at operations at huskytigerstudios.com or Husky Tiger Studio, no S on that end of the studio. Husky Tiger Studio at uh, Gmail. Uh, oh, wow. All right. It's Monday. Um, <laughs> operations at huskytigerstudio.com. Um, we have rate sheets. We have everything. And actually, one of the big things coming up in the next month or two. Our store will be open, and uh, our uh, 
our website will be fully operational. You'll be able to buy Husky Tiger mascot stuff, T-shirts, whatever you want, and to keep up with our devlogs and all of our IPs that are coming out. And uh, we're actually getting ready to start work on a children's book right now, which excites me. I like I like working with kids' books. Oh, that is so fun. That's just wonderful. Okay, well, thank you so much. And um, you heard him. Reach out if you need anything. He's the best. I've worked with him before. A great conversation with my friend and Marine and survivor, Adam Johnson, giving us all lessons on how to power through our pain and find our purpose. That's exactly what we like to talk about on Sick Biz Buzz. If you have any questions or need any support, you can find us at sickbiz.com. Dot com, or you can write to us at sickbizco at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us again on our very first episode. We're so excited to keep going and to help entrepreneurs turn their pain into purpose and power.
What up, homie? Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, going good. Good. All right, so what you need to do is make sure that you got your head, some headphones in and the uh, your mic, your on your mic, etc. All right, hold on. Let me get my headphones in. Um, I found them to be kind of a pain in the ass. They're good. They're good headphones. Like, they're really nice ones, but, well, you know my... You don't like them. That's fine. You don't care. That's fine. You sometimes, I've gone through them until I found ones that worked for me. I'll be honest with you. I just... Uh... Oh, hold on a your sound right. will always be better if it's not if you're not listening to them like coming over your computer. Your sound's always going to be better. Okay, so tell me if you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but your mic doesn't sound like you're using the that you have it set to the mic. Uh, All right, hold on, hold on a second. Let me fucking fix this. Hold on. That's the thing is, I'm learning all this shit about. You know. Listen, I'm here to make that that curve easier for you. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Uh, here's my mic. Here we go. Here we go. USB. Oh, it's not plugged in. What a dumbass. <laughs> oh, my God, Hillary. What the fuck? I mean, how many weeks have we probably been doing it? Like, <laughs> Is that better? Uh, uh, yo, listen. Say Come in again. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, like dude, is that better now? Yeah, like you sound like a podcaster now. What up? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I had a totally revision of everything for your intro real quick, and I wanted to be able to like bust one out completely by the time you're done and ready for Ryan's intro and outro. But I'm talking about the hard show intro, so I need you to do. All right, I'm gonna have you say a couple things a couple times for me, okay? Okay. First one is, um, you are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz pod. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast. Okay. And then another one, you are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary, um, whatever you call yourself, whatever you like to call yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you need a little bit of tempo with them. So I vision it like this. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast. Okay. You know, just quit like, gotcha. you are listening to Sick Biz. So both of those phrases, because I'm not sure which one I'm going to like better, and say them each three times. I'm going to cut, cut my sound off. Say them each three times with a little break in between each one. Trying to make each one better than the one before. Okay. All right. So I'm going to turn my sound off. You go when you're ready. This is energy. This is the first time. This is one, the first thing they're going to hear. All right? Okay. All right. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast with me, Hillary Jastrom. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast with me, Hillary Jastrom. You are listening to the Sick Biz Buzz podcast with me, Hillary Jastrom. 
Oh yeah. See, oh you you know what? You're you're like a producer's wet dream. You're good at like you're even better when you're produced. I can tell you that. Definitely. Ah, Very good. Those are great. But hey, I want to try one more thing. Take out the word podcast in the last one that you're doing. Do so three you were- of those. Sick biz buzz with me, Hillary. Okay. Bestrom. Yeah. All right, go ahead. You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. <laughs> Man, it's amazing how good you sound when the mic's plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let me chop let me chop those up a little bit and then um i'll talk to you when you're done okay now here's i want to ask you a question for the intro i always just want you know i think i want to intro people like as we get into the conversation instead of recording it separately what do you think about that well because i think that you should they they know who they are they yeah. don't, you don't need the, the worst question in, in inter, any interviewer that you look at, talk to is to open with, tell us about, tell the audience about ourselves and you like, no, like don't make them talk about themselves like that in that manner. You kind of build up to the, your job is to convey to your audience why they're there, why you brought them on because they did this, this, and this, this is why you want to listen to this person, etc. And then you go into the interview. So then you can go right to good stuff, not a story of tell us about you. Okay. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. I'm going to do Ryan's intro, outro then. Yeah. Uh, With and me then, on. Like this. Like this? Yes. Okay. Let me get his notes then. Da, 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 da. No, no, not, not right now, but just like we'll do it. We'll record it on Skype together. Oh, I got you. You want to yeah. call me back for that? Well, you can when you're done. You said you have a call coming up. I do have a call yeah. coming up. So after your call. <laughs> okay. Sound good? Oh, it sounds good.